This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kelb, wealth management advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983 on Spring Street, Nevada City at rickkelb.com. Well, welcome back, Gary. Uh, My goodness, the economy continues to make news. So let's see if we can catch up on things. What do you see happening in the economy right now? Um, And what are you most concerned about? Rising prices, interest rates, uh, recession? Uh, How does it look to you? Well, Paul, thanks for the opportunity to be here today. I guess I'd have to answer all of the above. You've you've touched on three important concerns policymakers have about the course of the economy at the mid-year mark in 2022. Inflation rate has climbed to the highest rate since the 1980s, you know, far, far above where it was, you know, below 2%, um, not, you know, two years ago or so. Um, you know, and first, the beginning of that was COVID and the supply chain disruptions and shortages that caused prices to spike. Now the Fed is on a path to raise interest rates, taking away the stimulus of very low interest rates that have been helping the economy grow and rebound from the COVID recession in 2020. And now they're trying to get to a neutral interest rate to fight inflation, slow down the economy. And then there are, of course, the rising concerns about, you know, inflation and higher interest rates, you know, have to add in, you know, shocks like COVID and the Ukraine war that could slow the economy down enough to push it into a recession. So we've got this, you know, even though we still have a strong labor market, labor markets tend to lag the economy. So, you know, that that may not be the most important indicator here. So there's just lots of things to be concerned about, you know, going forward. Um, but, you know, good news is the labor markets are, are playing an important role in providing strength to the economy today. Well, Gary, let's start with the inflation rate. Uh, what is the expectation for the next round of uh, inflation estimates? And do you see any chance inflation will fall towards the Fed's 2% inflation goal that was made in July. No, Paul, I don't expect to see the inflation rate tumble when the June inflation data are released over the next weeks. I think they'll pretty much be in the same ballpark on a year-over-year basis. I would expect inflation rates um, to remain elevated over on a year-over-year basis. Um, so you know, will probably see the consumer price index still in the range of eight or nine percent a year. Um, the personal consumption expenditure inflation or price index uh, probably in the five or six percent um, range of you know inflation over the past year. So I would expect that um, you know we'll see see that those year over year 2022 um, inflation numbers in June are going to remain elevated and and we'll we'll stay that way for a while, probably at least through 2022. You also have increases in food and energy and gas prices. It looks to me like inflation must be way above 8%. Well, Paul, you are right. Uh, The recent increases in gas, energy, food prices, and rent have been much faster over the past year than the overall measures of inflation. Uh, But the overall measure of inflation is including the prices of a typical basket of goods and services that we might purchase over a year, and not just the the food or energy prices. And, you know, we even know that, you know, oil prices have actually been down a little bit recently, um, although that hasn't translated yet into lower um, gasoline prices. Um, So Paul Krugman article in the New York Times this week um, describing how when energy prices go up, 
gasoline prices go up like a rocket when energy prices fall. Uh, <laughs> gasoline prices fall like a feather. It takes time. Um, so, but I, I think for most of us, you know, we frequently buy food and energy, and so we're we're very well aware of you know how much and how fast those prices have risen, and how you know we're considering how that increased costs or those increased costs might affect our ability to spend on on other goods and services. You know, will they be affordable? We'll be you know running out of cash before you know spending money before the end of the month. Um, so you know the overall inflation measures try and take into everything you know takes takes in everything that we purchase. Um, and that's that's why it's it's lower. I think if uh, for example um, energy prices over the past year have been rising at, you know, over a 30%, over 30% annual rate. Um, and, you know, that's, that's a lot. Food, I think, is over 7% increase. Uh, and if we compare the, the total or, or just the core component of that, excluding of the personal consumption expenditure price index, that, that would be excluding food and energy. You know, those, those numbers only increased you know, 5.2%. Um, so again, you know, the, the most rapid increases are in those, you know, food energy components, the ones that we watch all the time. Well, how about another inflation question? The war in Ukraine often is described as a key reason for much of the increase in energy costs uh, for this year, energy and food. Uh since we produce, produce most of the food and energy we consume in the U.S., then why are prices being affected this much by the war in the Ukraine? Okay, Paul, that is a great question. Um, why should shortages of food and energy in Europe as a result of the Russian invasion of Ukraine drive up food and energy prices in the U.S.? And here I think we need to consider that energy markets and many basic food markets like grains are global in scope, not just national. So food and energy shortages in Europe, you know, limited energy coming from Russia now and uh, you know, Ukraine's grain supplies not being able to be exported, um, you know, these are both major producers globally, um, that will increase the price of food and energy across the global markets. And so if Europeans or others are desperate to get food and energy, they're going to be willing to pay higher prices and their demand will drive up the price around the world. And, you know, we're certainly seeing that happen in grain and energy markets now. Okay, let's talk about recession. Um, there is a lot of talk about the economy falling into a recession, and how do the strong job um, market numbers in June jive with the possibility of a recession? Well, Paul, <laughs> let me answer this in a couple of ways. First of all, a number of economists obviously have expressed concerns that the economy could fall into a recession, and that'd be a period where um, output produced begins to shrink at least through probably usually it's you know two taken as two quarters um and that could happen in 2022 or maybe even 2023 so you know why could that happen well in inflation is it will expect would be expected to affect consumer spending, uh, reducing households' purchasing power as they pay more for food and gas, and that is likely to slow the economy. Um, the Federal Reserve is expected to continue raising interest rates more quickly than was expected even a month ago, so there will be less monetary policy support. Um, that policy stimulated is, you know, like 
stimulus is likely to be ended by the end of year 2022. And that, you know, that should also slow future growth of the economy. And uh, we and policymakers still have to worry about the shocks and the slowing in the global economy and the risks associated with the ongoing economic and political disruptions arising from COVID and the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So there is a lot of um, that make things difficult. Okay, Gary, I hear that the Federal Reserve is aiming for a, quote, um, good description or soft landing for the economy. Well, what does that mean? And can the Fed create a soft landing? <laughs> yes, Paul. Uh, Fed, Fed Chair Jay Powell has indicated the, the Fed is aiming to slow the economy to reduce the overall price level inflation. And its major to, tool, of course, to do that is to raise interest rates. Um, and markets today are anticipating the Fed will increase the overnight federal funds interest rate target by another three quarters of a percent in July. And you'll continue to raise the short term interest rates to nearly three and a half percent by year in 2022. And those those higher interest rates will slow borrowing, spending in the economy. And, you know, if the, um, and some Fed policymakers like uh, St. Louis Fed President Bullard, you know, think that given the strength we've seen in the labor markets in recent months, the economy can slow down enough to bring down the inflationary pressures, but not slow down too much that it pushes the economy into a recession. You know, that that's clearly a very good outcome. It's not one that's always easy to uh, engineer for for a central bank or for the Fed. Uh, so it's a it's a challenge to to both you know slow the economy down so that it doesn't turn into a recession and um, also to slow down inflation. It's a it's a big big task. Well, these questions are a big task, Gary. I got to say, uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, I got one more for you. Uh, you mentioned the strength the labor markets have been showing in recent months. What do you mean by that? And is it expected to continue? Well, the Fed, you know, has already raised short-term interest rates noticeably from nearly zero to today they're in the one and a half to one and three quarters percent range. Um, and, you know, the economy is still adding a large number of jobs each month. Um, it added close to 400,000 jobs in April and May and then added another 372,000 jobs um, as announced last Friday uh, for the June number. You know, those are about double the average monthly increases during the recovery or the expansion between 2010 and 2019. So, you know, the unemployment rate has held steady at a very low 3.6%. Um, and now we have added back the 22 million jobs that were lost in the COVID 2020 recession, you know, that's impressive as well. Um, wages have been rising, you know, not not as fast as inflation, but around 5% annual rate. That's, a, you know, again, another sign of a strong labor market. Um, workers are switching jobs, you know, another positive indicator. Um, so if the economy continues to add jobs, and that adds income as well, and that supports overall spending, uh, that should help s offset some of the negative effects of higher interest rates and higher inflation. Um, I think it's important that the Fed policymakers obviously need to act now to lower the overall inflation rate. And, you know, given the strength in the labor markets, you know, absent any other dramatic shocks to the global economy and the financial system, you know, the Fed may be able to slow inflation over the next couple of years and engineer a, a soft landing that doesn't drive the economy into a recession. It will be a challenge, but that is definitely would be good news for all of us. Okay, Gary. Well, thank you very much. And um, we'll see where what things look like in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Paul. Thank you.
Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the San Francisco Federal Reserve and currently is a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria, where he teaches courses in economics and finance.